Shalom to everybody. I'd like to discuss a shayla that very much relates to business halacha and specifically to the relationship between a boss and his employee, or call it an employer and an employee, very much dependent upon the sugi of shlichus and hilchus shluchen in chosh and mishpat. And that is that every individual in this context, an employee who does a job for an employer, the employee is called a shliach, and he has the halachic status, which is simply translated best in English as a proxy or as a messenger. You're providing a service. Every employee is providing a service for his employer. Now, of course, the employee is doing a job for his company, for his boss, and in turn will be doing a job for another company or for a client. But the relationship between the boss and the employee, or the employer and the employee, is based upon the halachas of shlichus. And let us understand that. Let's take the following three shailas that have come up, that have been brought to my attention, and I would like to try to address them each based upon the sugya of shluchim. An employer, boss, regularly sends his employee on a business trip and pays for the flights. It comes on the company credit card or an individual pays for it for himself. And at the end of the year, the miles accrued are quite significant and it's well more than enough to fly internationally. The employee who's been flying for his boss throughout the course of the year rakes in a tremendous amount of miles and comes the summertime, it's possible for this person to go to Hawaii, he could go to Eretz Yisrael, he could even try to somewhere in far out Asia or in Europe and well beyond. Who do these airline miles belong to? Do they belong to the employer, to the boss, or to the employee? While, of course, the employee has gone on the trip and has sat in the plane and has done his job, however, do those miles actually belong to the employee or do they revert back to the employer? Question number one. Question number two, while this employee is out of town and he's on a business trip, he stays regularly at either a Ramada hotel or at a Sheraton. And again, over the course of 12 months, he also racks up two plus free weeks of hotel stay at any Ramada or Sheraton in the USA. So he wants to go on vacation in the summer, and he could stay at any Ramada, any Sheraton for free up to two weeks. Who do those free nights in the hotel belong to? Do they belong to the employee who has traveled and stayed at the Ramada throughout the last 12 months, or do they go and revert back to the employer, the boss of the company? That's question number two. Question number three. During the course of this business trip, the employer has been given free samples of the item that he is going to do business with. In this particular context, the business was an electronics business, and the employer sends his employee to look at multiple different potential vendors to purchase a significant amount of computers. And this employee is given a free laptop. Who does that free laptop belong to? It's given to him, of course, as a sample to look at, to use, and to determine whether or not they're going to use that laptop or those series of laptops and use those to purchase hundreds upon hundreds of laptops. And during the course of the conversation and during the course of their meetings over the course of time, this individual is given a free laptop as a sample from the company that the business is considering to do business with. Who does that computer belong to? Does it belong to the employee, the individual who is out and about on the road, who is doing the purchasing and who is potentially making the decision whether or not to purchase this series or this set of laptops, or does it go back to the boss of the company? 
Fundamentally, each of these questions is what is the relationship between the employee and the employer? And when a benefit comes back to the employee, who does it belong to? Does it belong to the employee who went through the effort to execute the deal, to go back and forth on the plane, who is doing business with the potential provider of the laptops, who stayed at the Ramada or the Sheraton? Or does the source of the flights, of the miles, of the free nights in the hotel and the computer go back to the boss, to the employer, who really is the one who is the individual who is causing the deal to go into effect because he is the boss, he is the employer. As I mentioned, all of these halachas are determined based upon understanding the nature of a shlichus and how hilchos shluchin work, what the relationship is between a boss and his employee who is considered to be an agent, a messenger, a proxy of the boss. In order to understand and to determine the answer to each of these questions, we need to take a look at a very important Gemara in Meseches Ksuvestaf Tzadiches Mebeiz. There, the Gemara quotes a discussion and finally a conclusion reached by Rav Papa. The Gemara says, Hilchasa, Dover sheyesh lo kitzva cholkin, Dover she'en lo kitzva hakol lebal hamos. Let's understand what is the difference between a dover sheyesh lo kitzva and a dover she'en lo kitzva. If the item that is being dealt with is considered to be a dover sheyesh lo kitzva, if it's an item that has a determined fair market value that will not be negotiated, then the extra, the payback, the benefit, the rebate, is split between the employer and the employee. However, if it's a dover she'en lo kitzvah, it's an item that doesn't have a fair market value, it's constantly up for grabs, and there's constantly negotiations taking place, then the extra, the benefit, or the rebate goes back to the bal hamos, goes back to the boss. How do we understand the distinction between a dover she'esh lo kitzvah and a dover she'en lo kitzvah? Let's first talk about a dover she'en lo kitzvah. Now, what exactly is a dover she'en lo kitzvah? Davar she'en lo kitzvah, as I noted, is something whose price is negotiable. The fair value of the market fluctuates regularly. Let's give three basic examples. Jewelry, a home, or a car. Jewelry is always haggled. There's no exact amount of money that could be pinned on a particular piece, be it a ring, a necklace, or anything in the world of jewelry. A home is the same thing. There's no exact price given on a house. It's negotiated. And the same thing is true with a car. In each of these cases, if a boss sends a shliach, an employee, to purchase any of these three items, what we will call a dover she'en lo kitzvah, the Gemara paskins according to Rav Papa hakol lebal hamos. Rashi, Tzadiches Mez Meseches Ksuvas, explains that the reason that it goes back to the Baal Hamos. The reason that it goes back to the employer is because there is no fixed price for these items. We view the rebate or the benefit or the extra gift that comes back as being part of the same deal. It's all part of the same price. Since there is no exact amount of money that could be pinned to this piece of jewelry or to the home or to the car, and there's going to be some form of negotiation, well, if the individual who is selling the jewelry or the home the car gives a rebate or gives a price cut to the shaliach to give to the owner, 
In those contexts, all the benefit and the price cut, the rebate or whatever it is, all goes back to the boss. As the Rashi says, it's considered to be part of the mecher and it's not a matana. We don't see this rebate, this benefit or this price cut to be considered a present and thereby it could go to the shliach, the proxy, the messenger, the agent. It really is all part of the fundamental value of the home, of the car or of the jewelry. And therefore, hakol l'bal hamo. So in this context, for example, if a shliach purchases a car for his boss or he's sent to purchase multiple cars for his boss and receives an $1,000 rebate, that money, according to our Papa the Gemara, is that $1,000 rebate all goes back to the boss as it's considered a discount that the seller is giving the buyer. The buyer in this context is the owner, and that is the individual who receives the rebate. The shliach in this context is only really a shliach. He's an agent of his boss. He's an emissary. He is a person who is executing the boss's rights, his reason, and his determination that this makes sense. So therefore, we view this as a mecher, according to Rashi. It's all one big deal. And the rebate, the money that returns, we don't view as a gift, but rather we do as a mecher. And therefore, in that context, anything that's a davashen lo kitzvah, and extra money comes to the agent, all of that money will go back to the boss. However, there's also something called the davar lo kitzvah. And that, Rav Papa says, is chulkin. The money, the present, the addition, the rebate, the benefit, the price cut, all is going to be split between the boss and the employee, the employer and the employee. For example, let's say you go and you purchase something at CVS or Home Depot at a supermarket for your boss, for your employer. Now, anything that you're purchasing at Home Depot, at CVS, or at any supermarket has a simple, straightforward value. $199, $59, you're going to Home Depot, you're buying some, you know, heavy duty equipment, you're going to CVS, you're buying candy or a drink, you're going to the supermarket, you're buying Stellador cookies, whatever it is, the price tag is exact. It's a diversational kit, so the price is not negotiable, there's nothing to talk about. For example, you're buying something uh, for your boss for lunch, and the store gives you a $10 gift certificate towards your next purchase. This is what we would call a davar lo kitzvah, and therefore the Gemara rules chalkin. We split the gift, the $10 gift certificate, between the boss, the employer, and the employee. The question is why? Why is there a difference between a davar lo kitzvah, an item whose price is not a negotiable, and a davar lo kitzvah, an item whose price is negotiable? This is a machlokis Rishonim, Rashi, and the Rif. Rashi, Tzari Chesem Beis, Meseches Ksuvis explains, because we don't know who the intended gift certificate is given to. Who is the individual giving this present back to? And therefore, Rashi says, we don't know who the intent of the gift is for. Dematana Have says Rashi, Yeshlomer l'shliach nitna, v'yeshlomer l'bal maos nitna. Rashi, Dibur Maschel, Sheishlo Kitzvah, Ksuvis, Tzari Chesem Beis, says that the recipient is unclear. It's a suffix. Maybe the rebate is going to go to the shliach, to the agent who's picking up the lunch at the store. Maybe he's giving it back to the boss. Therefore, it's chalkin. 
Because of the suffix, we split the money when it comes to a davar she'eshel ketzva. However, the riff on this Gemara Mesechus Ksudas Tzadiches Mbeis explains differently. It's not because of a suffix. Really, the money should belong to the shliach. The shliach is the one who's doing the job, and he's the one who's being given this money. However, says the Rif, the only reason that the gift certificate of the Matan has been given to the Shleach is because of the fact that there's a boss. And the boss, in turn, is the one responsible for executing this deal because he's the one who gave the money. And since he's the one who gave the money, says the Rif, Cholkin, the Lama Cholkin asks the Rif, since the hana, since the benefit, since the rebate, since the price cut, or whatever it is that you're getting back, CVS bucks, or you're going to get back a free lunch the next time you come to this very same place, since the hana came you need to split. So therefore, when it's a dover, you're cholkin, but it depends According to Rashi, the reason that you split it is because it's a suffix. You don't know who the gift is intended for. Is it intended for the shliach or is it intended for the balhamos? And according to the riff, the reason that it's cholkin is because the hana is coming machmas the balhabais as a result of the owner. And therefore the shliach is forced to split that money with the boss. The Ran, Meseches Ksuvas, commenting on this Gemara and on the Rif, Tzariches Amez explains that there's a very basic nafgamina between Rashi and the Rif. Explains the Ran, let's say the owner of the lunch or the diner or of the particular supermarket says, you know, I'm giving you a rebate, Mr. Shliach, and it's only for you. I want this gift, this $10 gift certificate to go dafka to you. I don't want you to give it to your boss. You come, you make the effort, you decided to come here. I want you to take this rebate. I don't want it to go back to your boss. In this context, says the Ran, according to Rashi, you no longer have a suffix. Who is the present intended to? Who is the rebate, the benefit given to? The individual says that I'm giving it to you the shliach. And therefore, because it's been earmarked for the employee, the employee gets it and the boss will get nothing. However, says the Ram that according to the Rift, because the Hana, the $10 rebate, or whatever present or gift or a thing, item that you're receiving as a gift is coming as a direct impact from the boss, even though the individual says that I'm giving it to you, the Shliach is still forced to split the gift certificate, the rebate, the price chopper, the CVS box or whatever it is, because the benefit came machmas the hana that came from the employer, that came from the balamos, and even though it's stated and it's earmarked the dafka for the shliach, it doesn't make a difference. The shliach must split that money with his boss. How do we paskin? Shulchanach and Nechoshemishpat Simen Kuf Pei Gimel Hilchoshluchen Sivav Paskins exactly like Rav Papa. Haya Hashar Kotsov says the Shulchanach, if it's a Dabr Sheesh Lo if it's an item that there is no negotiation about, Viodua, Vahosifu Lishleach Biminyan Obimishkal Obimida Kosho Sifalo Hamochrim, Harihu Shal Shneim. If it's a Dabr Sheesh Lo you split it. And the boss, the employer, or splits the money with his employee. However, if it's an item that does not have a fair market value, it's always negotiated. It all goes to the Balhamos. What happens, however, if the 
company gives a direct gift to the shliach. What happens in that context? Do we paskin like Rashi that you dafka give all that money to the shliach because the company has said that I want the shliach to get it? Or do you split it like the rift because of the hana that's coming as a result of the employer? The Ramah paskins as follows. Im amar shliach If the company, the diner, CVS, or any supermarket says, I'm giving you the agent, the shliach, the emissary, the messenger, the money, you get it. Clearly the Ramah is paskani like Shita's Rashi, that there no longer is a suffix. There's no longer any doubt who the gift, who the rebate, or the benefit is being given to. And therefore paskins the Ramah, the shliach, the proxy, receives all of the rebate. Indeed, the Vilnagon and Bi'ar Grata Shulchanar here in Simen Kuf Gimel as well as the Ketos HaSholchan, also paskins like the Ramah. However, the Sma, the Shach, the Taz, all argue on the Ramah, and of course on the Vilnagon, as well as on the Ketos, and the Nesivas argues as well and says that how come the Ramah paskin just like Shitas Rashi? What about the Rif? According to the Rif, even a situation where the company, where the individual says that I'm giving you the Shliach, the money, you still have to split it because the Hana is coming as a result of the Baal Habayis as the employer. And therefore what emerges, we have a Machlok, is the Ramah, the Gra. And the Ketzos, on the one hand, who hold that the employee, the messenger, will get all the money, as opposed to the Shach, the Sma, the Nesivis, and the Tas, who say that we paskin like the Rif, and the money is split. Halach Lamaisa, you have a major machlokes achronim, and how do we paskin? The Shulchan Archarav and Hilchos Mechira and Shmilchos Shliach, Os Yud Aleph, as well as the Archa Shulchan, Simen Kuf Pei Gimel, Sivchas Pazit and Paskin like the Rif, and the Psak is Cholkin. And the Lashon of the Archa Shulchan and Sivchas is Hiskimu Gedoli Achronim. The Psak of all the Gedoli Achronim is Yachloku. The Lashon of the Shulchan Archarav and Sif Yud Aleph and Hilchos Mechira and Shliach is Yoresh. Shamayim Yachshov Lidvarov. Somebody who is fearing of heaven will be Choshesh to the Dvarov of those Achronim, the Shach, the Sma, the Nasivas, and the Taz, who all say Yachloku. Indeed, in his Sefer, Mishpatei HaTorah, Chelak Aleph, Simon Samaches, specifically in Futon Tumper 1, Rav Tzvi Spitz Paskins, as the Aruch HaShulchan, and like the Shulchan Aruch Ravin, writes that this is the Hachras, Aposkim, this is the Psak, Halacha Lamaisa, that in this context, if it's a Dover Shiesh Lo if it's an item that has has a specific value, it's non-negotiable, and a rebate, a benefit comes, the money should be split between the shliach and the Baal Hamos. Now that we understand what a davar she'esh lo kitzvah is, and that we're cholkim, and a davar she'en lo kitzvah, an item that is negotiable, and all the money goes to the Baal Hamos, let's return to the three questions that we asked and try to resolve them. In each of the first two cases, when an employer sends his employee on a business trip and the employee receives multiple, multiple tens upon hundreds upon thousands of miles and accrues those miles, as well as accruing significant hotel points at a Ramada or a Sheraton, who does those miles and who do those points at the hotel belong to? When you talk about a hotel as well as an airline, it's clearly a Dover Shiesh Lo because there's an exact amount of money that a hotel costs for the evening. 
It's not negotiable. It's true. Maybe you could online get the hotel for $99. And if you go to the front desk, it's going to be $210. And there are different prices, but you can't negotiate. That is the price. And the same thing is true with the flight. It's true that you go to different websites. You could purchase a flight for a different amount of money. And if you purchase the flight 10 months out as opposed to five and two, and the day of, there's going to be a different price. But at the end of the day, the price is non-negotiable. And we learned, according to our papa, as well as the Psak of the Shulchan Aruch and Hilchah Shulchan Kufpe Gimelvav, when it comes to a Davar Shiyeshlo Kitzvacholkin, we split the price and we split the benefits. So therefore, the miles, as well as the free hotel points, should be split between the boss, the employer, and the employee. That's what would seem to emerge. However, in his Chuvas, Rav Ozner, Nesheva Talevi, Chelek Tes, Simen Shin Hei, Paskins, that all of the miles in this context goes to the owner. And the employee doesn't receive any of those miles. And he can't travel for free to Asia, to Africa, to the Far East, or to Europe, or to Eretz Yisrael on those free miles. Nor can he stay at a Ramada or a Sheraton for up to two weeks. All of that money goes right back to the employer. But why? Rav Ozner explains that because the rebate in each of these contexts, in a hotel or on an airline, was predetermined well before the employee did any business with the airline. And therefore, the miles ipso facto go back to the owner because the point of the deal program or the point program in a hotel or in an airline is to get your business. Therefore, it's considered to be part of the value of the transaction between the airline and the boss. And it has nothing to do with the employee at all. Any rebate, any benefit that's predetermined that has nothing to do with the employee, you can't say hulkin because in this context, it's clear that the intent of the airline, the intent of the hotel is to give that rebate right back to the boss. And the employee has nothing to do with the rebate. The employee has nothing to do with any discussions between the employee and the airline and the employee and the hotel. And therefore, Passons Ravosner, again, Shev Delevi, Chelek Tess, Simon Shinhei, that all of the pl- flights and all of the miles accrued, all of the hotel nights that you received free points from go back to the employer. However, there is a caveat. If the boss or the employer sends his employee on his own to look for an airline, or on his own look for a hotel, if the employee decides that he's going to look for a hotel or an airline that gives points, and the boss has nothing to do with that, there's a strong argument that could be made that the boss has relinquished his rights to the points in that context. Because here the employee has decided that I'm going to take a look on my own. I could fly Al I could fly Delta, I could fly Continental, I could take any flight I want, and the boss couldn't care less. And I'm doing all of the legwork, I'm doing all the work to determine and to decide which flight I'm going to take, which airline I'm going to take. So if I'm doing the work to accrue the points, and I on my own, independent of my boss, has figured that out, there is a strong argument to be made that in that situation, the employee would receive the points. However, let's take a look at our last case the free laptop that's given as a sample to the employee. Who does that belong to? Now here again, we always have to determine first, is this a davash yesh lo kitzvah or a davash ein lo kitzvah? Is this a business deal that is negotiable or is not negotiable? On the one hand, you would argue that because the employee is deciding whether or not he's going to do business with this company, it's absolutely a davash ein lo kitzvah. And if it's a davash ein lo kitzvah, therefore that free laptop sample should go back to the owner because it's all considered to be part of the transaction. It's not a gift. It's a mecher, like Rashi says. So therefore, a strong argument may be able to be made that would go 
back to the boss. However, on the other hand, you could argue that it is a Dabrashiyesh Lokitz because it's one computer. And we know the price of a computer. If the price of a laptop is $800, $600, $400, then split the value of the computer. And if one person will get the computer, the boss or the employee, and the other, part, other, other individual will get half of the money. That is another way to determine, to decide what would happen in this context. But I believe that there's a third possible way to look at this case, and it's based upon a Tshuva Zarashba, quoted by the Beis Yosef, also quoted by the Shach, the end of Simen Kuf Pei Gimel, that any time an employee has a relationship with the company or with somebody else, independent of his boss, in that context, the employee will be the recipient of the benefit. The case that the Rashba is dealing with in his tshuva, again quoted by the Shach and the Simen Kuf Pei Gimel, is when a city is required to pay taxes to the uh, government or to whoever was in charge of the collection of the taxes. In the city, the Jews of the town hired a fellow by the name of Reuven, and Reuven is responsible for collecting the tax. And Reuven, the tax collector on behalf of the Jewish community, is their shliach, and when he reaches the government official, the government official gives him money back, a nice chunk of money. And the show is, who's the recipient of that money? And the Rashba Paskind in that case, when there was a difference of opinion between the Shliach and the community, the community felt that they were deserving of the rebate, the benefit, and all the money back, and they would split it between the townspeople or the community. The Shliach said, no, no, it's because of me. I have an independent relationship with the government authority, and he gave it to me because of me, who I am. And in that context, says the Rashba Paskind by the Shliach, anytime an employee has an independent relationship, with the company or with the gift giver, a strong argument can be made that in that context, the gift, the benefit, the rebate should belong specifically to the shliach. And in this context, if the shliach can argue that he has made a strong independent relationship with this particular company, and the only reason that he is receiving this free sample, this computer or this laptop in this context, is because of his separate relationship that he has with the company, in that situation, the Beis Yosef and the Shach, in the end of Simon Kuf Pei Gimel, would Paskin that would have belonged to the shliach, and an argument can be made in this context as well. There are many, many other similar shilas in this context that uh, to come up between a boss and an employer. In his tshuvas from Forsheimer and Orach Yaakov, Simon Kuf, Memvav, as well as of Spitz, in a sefer Mishpatei Atara Chelak Aleph Simen Samaches, as well in a sefer Minchas Tzvi Chelak Beis Simen Ches, deals with multiple other like scenarios and situations. And again, to conclude, the way it seems to emerge is when it comes to a davar she'en lo any item that does not have a fair market value, any item that's negotiable, that money always goes back to the boss, the balamos, because we see it all as part of the deal. However, it's a davar she'yesh lo If it's something that has an absolute value, it's not negotiable. The CVS that we gave an example of, as well as a hardware store or any supermarket and the like, that money should be split between the boss and the employee. However, as we noted, if the shliach, if the proxy, the agent is given that gift specifically and is told that I want you to have it, we said the hachros of the gedoli achronim, the psak of the gedoli achronim is to becholkim, is to split it as well, even though the shliach was the one who was earmarked for that gift, as the archa paskins, as well as the shulchan archa So this and many other cases and contexts lead us to shilohs that deal with the relationship between a boss and his employee. We have not touched upon other similar shilohs that are paskins in kufpe gimel, sifim zayin, ches, and tes, when there are 
mistakes. Ta'uyos, when a company gives extra money to the shliach accidentally, who does that money belong to? Hang in there. We will talk about this in another context. Wishing everybody a wonderful week and a terrific Shabbos. Kol Tov.